Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And so ends the consistent rounds of football with eight games and a bit of excitement. We get into uh, probably the most exciting time of the year as far as Origin is concerned, but also my most dreaded time of the year as far as watching football on the weekend is concerned. Yeah, well, it kills the, uh, kills the NRL rounds, we all know that. Um, I'm just waiting for the drum to start beating, uh, the journos and the, you know, the media types that are going to start bagging uh, out the scheduling around Origin. Um, it's always a bugbear, but... I think we're just going to get used to it because it's quite clear that they're not going to change it. Um, but it is the best time of the year. Origin are my, uh, probably my three, obviously, most favourite games of the season apart from finals footy. Uh, and it's exciting. I think, you know, the, the Queensland side, there wasn't many surprises in there. The New South Wales side, there's a few surprises, uh, but I'm sure we'll get to that later and we'll, we'll go through the teams. But uh, round 10, did it live up to your expectations? I thought round ten was pretty good uh, because you know, you know the discussions last week were that it was you know every game was was looking like a contest. Some uh, panned out that way. Pr- some probably didn't. the only one that really disappointed out of the three that I looked forward to watching was obviously the Roosters game. Yeah, but uh, on that note, I suppose we'll jump into the fast five. So your highlight, your low light, your best, your worst, and uh, any questions come out of the round. What were your highlight? Uh, the Cowboys breakout game. Uh, I tipped them being the grand final at the start of the year uh, and what a what a game to make a statement um, in over the defending premiers at home uh, and you know they beat the Broncos at home the week before and it was probably a vital win for them heading into Origin considering they're going to lose uh, Thurston, Scott, Tarmow so uh, a good win. The other one was the Storm. I thought they made a statement. I know they've got the they've got the wood traditionally over the Rabbitohs but uh you know, ominous signs for New South Wales fans with how the uh, the big three performed um, in that game. Yeah, well, I think the Cowboys, uh, that may be a bit cost-worthy. They've probably lost two players for the season now, Cameron King, Gavin Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just about to later on wrap King and Cooper for both their contributions, so I'll have to see if that affects them going forward. Uh, mine was just the storm, a little bit biased, obviously, because I'm a fan, but all year, uh, you know, worst start in 10 years. I've been sitting there waiting for a game where they ice it, just get the job done go through a team convincingly and on Friday night even though they slipped up for a little bit and let them back into the game uh, they did what the Storm of old do which is they marched on they got the tries they iced it with a field goal it's pretty clinical and at the same time you said pretty scary being a New South Wales they never, yeah they never really looked in doubt in that game no. South, South had a little period just after half time where they looked as though uh, you know they could have challenged but uh, it wasn't to be what about your low light well just the fact that the Sharks the Knights the Raiders and the Dragons in my mind are all out of finals contention um, after 10 games mm. that's uh, I mean the Sharks and Knights probably would have been in most people's top 8 um, I had the Dragons not in the 8 but I, I had them pushing for a top 8 spot um, I guess I'm not really surprised by the Sharks and 
uh, Raiders. I had the Knights also up a little bit higher on the uh, on the table, but they're they're all at least the Dragons are going to have to go eight and six to finish the year, which I I don't think is possible. Um, and considering the Dragons started three and zero, they've gone six and one or one and six since. Yeah, they've been horrible. And that, um, they're, they're, they're you know, and the Sharks Knights. They all need to go at least ten and four well, to the, make the eight. The other thing and that's to get to, to twelve and twelve, and twelve and twelve may not get you in the eight. No, but you've also got to look at who's more effective Origin. The only one of those four you mentioned who's really not touched is the Raiders. They lose one player who's not in good form anyway, which yeah. is Josh Papali. All the other teams, those other three, Lewis a key player. You know, Paul Gallen, Luke Lewis, Andrew Feeder's injured. Yeah. Uh, you know, Todd kearney has got a hamstring. Newcastle, they lose Darius Boyd, which pretty much is their only real. Top class player, even though he's playing like an absolute spade. Yeah. Um, you know, if both Scott you know, got called back up, and, and then you look at Marin Morris, they both yeah, move we're, we're already lamenting the uh, the impact that their forward pack's having. So you take the two best forwards. You out. take Marin out, and you take Morris out. You know, mm. so all those other sides have been hurt uh, a lot more than say what Cam. I think Cam will probably drag Jagger win or two, just pretty much having their full side bar. Mm. Partly, but yeah, I don't see any of those four figuring in the finals. So really, it's a racing, it's a race of twelve, and I mean, there's only eight spots. So I, I think, that I, to be honest, I'm just going to throw it out there now. We already spoke about it. We all, you know, good effort to the Titans, but their squad depth's dreadful. No, I don't. They've well, already Caesar's gone for the year. Kelly's, you know, still running on a bad foot. Harrison's going to miss this week. Bird's got the suspension. Uh, you know, still a couple of those older front rowers. To I me, think it's two is to one. Two is to one in that there's eight teams and there's a spot. One spot for every two. Well, I think there's four teams that you can guarantee are going to be in the eight. Yeah, well, I think maybe dogs, five. Dogs, Manly, South Roosters. I think Cowboys. I think the Warriors will strike a nice winning streak. Well, this is coming. In the, this I, I don't have them in guaranteed yet, but I think this, this is a very, very important period for the Warriors. Well, they've got. They said last week. I think six of eight was coming up all in New Zealand, and yeah. they don't lose anybody. As far as I'm concerned, they're going to go on the war path. Well, they should. And uh, yeah, they should. The other ones, you know, like the Titans, the Broncos. The, the two for me, uh, probably Parra and Penrith. I think the they're. Next, I think Parra. I think their next game next week will have Tigers. I think that's a, got a big bearing on which one of them probably play. I think mean, one of them makes the eight, but I think that game next week pretty much decides it. Yeah, I think if Parra get two over Penrith. Yeah, but I think the thing, even if Parramatta lose that game, I think they've got a better ability to beat the top sides than what Penrith do because the Eels can post points. Well, I think you've Penrith, seen. Now, I know Penrith can post points. Like their attacks opening up, but I just look at Parramatta's side and they scare me more than what Penrith does. Well, I think they should now. Seeing, like I said, I think a lot of people underestimated. Well, I think they could quite possibly both make the eight. If the Warriors fall out, no, I think make, Penrith and Parra could finish seven and eight. I think the Warriors are shooing for this this period that's coming up now. They've, they've, you know, I just every time oh, I just can't yeah, warm to they, the Warriors until pushed, I see that. They've pushed the dogs on the weekend. Uh, you know, the win the week before they beat Melbourne. There's enough there for me now, and this period is so kind to them. I think they're really going to go on a, a rampage right now. Yeah. And uh, if they did that, if they got six or seven during this period, which is pretty much an eight to ten week hangover, that you know they're just straight in. Yeah. If you get eight or eight wins from ten when this little kind of lapse is going on, they're in the eight. Yeah. And uh, you know you look at it now, like the dogs are on top. You probably would have said that they would have kept going if their halves were untouched, and they got to move forward. Now they lose their halves, the centre. Uh, a back row, so they've still got some good depth there. But as far as replacing two halves is concerned, that's always an issue for any side. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving on. My low light was the Manly versus Newcastle game. I thought it was dreadful. Yeah, well, it was. It was pretty ordinary. Monday night football, uh, for some reason, usually seems to toss up the worst game of the round. I don't know what it is about Monday. I think we all hate Monday. It's got something to do with that. But Manly. I love Monday. I hate Monday. You I don't really like do. Monday night footy? I like Monday night football. I hate Monday, though. Yeah. I think they must hate Monday Monday as well. makes me. 
Well, Monday's easier than... I hate Tuesday. Nah, I hate Monday. But uh, Manly, two sideways. Brett Stewart, I cannot believe how greedy he was. He just... Yeah. His Brookvale record must mean more than the win of the game because he tried to run about a thousand times on his own instead of dishing the ball. Yeah. George Defoe looked like he'd never caught a bomb in his life. Uh, David Williams, he threw a couple of Barry Crockers and, you know, over the last 10 minutes, all of a sudden the game plan that we saw Jeff Tuvey yelling at halftime about playing straight and getting in pairs uh, started to happen and they carved them apart and Dale Cherubins kicked the field goal. Yeah. And it just shows you how poor Newcastle are going, doesn't it? Because at the same time, uh, how bad men they were. They really should have iced that game, but they've just got no confidence at the moment. No. I thought that game was just, yeah, dreadful. But um, yeah, on a more positive note, what about your best? Uh, Billy Slater and Jared Hayne, the New South Wales fullback and the Queensland fullback. Ominous form. They had standout performances again for Jared Hayne, but uh, that was probably the best one I've seen Billy Slater uh, put together this year. And it coincided with Melbourne probably defending a little bit better, and their, I think their forward pack was a little bit better. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a mouthwatering uh, matchup for Origin One, considering they're both in red hot form. Two weeks in a row, two top sides: Manly, South, Billy Slater, four tries, dominated. Well, I've got to so. be honest, I was almost on the uh, on the bandwagon for Greg Inglis to play fullback, but after after that uh, that performance from Slater, um, you know, you totally understand why Melman Ingram put him there. And um, I heard Matty Johns talking on Sunday on his uh, on Triple M and. He was saying just the ability for Slater to cover ground and catch kicks on the full, and that that is a massive advantage. Whereas, you know, Inglis is good at that, but I just don't think Inglis has that ability he's, to catch the ball on the full. He still and doesn't. Like Slater does. He still doesn't push up anywhere near the amount of plays we have near the involvement Billy does. That's mm-hmm. what we had the argument last year when people were whinging, saying, "Oh, Greg Inglis knocks people over, does this and that." It's those highlight moments don't make up for the little things you don't see. No, but I think the criticism of Slater to start this season hasn't been his form per se it's been his health he, he looked like he was gone yeah but even people, you said that to me he's playing on two bum knees he's struggling he's playing on two bum yeah, knees well he is but and I, I did say to you that you know it's going to take some time for them to get him right because considering they all went to the World Cup and most of them only got back to start of Feb this is really round one or two in terms of their yeah. pre-season well, my main, season my main issue was Normal. purely rep football though not club football but if he wants to prolong his career, like he, you know, he's off contract next year, he's going to resign. He'll stay on. Yeah. But my issue is if he's going to play another couple of years and finish up the same time as Cronk and Smith, he can't play three or four years of rep football. He can't keep playing for Australia. No, he's I on. really, I honestly think it, it'd almost be good for Melbourne if Queensland lose this Origin series. What you think they put the broom through? Maybe, maybe they just say, "Look, we've had enough." I or, think Smith. But I, I honestly think, one, if, I think if they, they if they win this series, that's nine in a row. I think they want ten, and they're all going to push for ten. Hmm. So Still, I think though, if, oh, if there's I an injury, know. if there's an injury in between now and then, maybe yeah. And Smith, pretty much, it's already been highlighted. I think I told you this. They're 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 going after everything. That four year deal. He's going after the Australian record, the Queensland record. He's going after everything. Mm. He wants the NRL Games record. If he doesn't get touched... But Smith hasn't been injured. No, but that's what I'm saying. If he's not injured for the way through, he's going to get close to 400 games and he'll chalk up the other two as well. Yeah. So if, you know, at the same time, if he's healthy and he wants to play at the highest level, I can't blame him. But I think Billy's position, I suppose not defensively, but the amount of ground he's covering, the amount of miles he's got in his legs has been pretty taxing over time. No one... Fullback is the toughest position on the field to play. And I, I can't... the hardest that's position the, that's on the field the hard, That's the thing about Smith, though. You've got to think every week... Well, he, he makes the second he hardest position on the field to play. Yeah. And people don't think about it. 
it's it well one day it is going to take its toll it'll yeah, just well, be father yeah, time whenever he, uh, whenever that clock comes around and as we saw with Slater it just it happened really quickly didn't it he had that one little well, you know the problem, knee twist and, and then they didn't manage it right and having knee issues when you get them even cartilage cartilage is not something you can replace but it's something they go oh, we don't need to operate you can keep running but the thing is once you tear it the more you lose uh, the sore you get, the less you can train, the harder it is to get around. Yeah. Cartilage is more important than your ligaments are. Yeah. You can have a, a surgery to fix up a ligament and tighten the muscles back well, up. In terms, of, in terms of training and... and That's what I mean. Longativity, longativity yeah. is cartilage. Yeah. You need your cartilage to be able to get around comfortably and even just live comfortably. Yeah. So the fact he's on two bad knees was always an issue. But right. Who was your best? Uh, the Parramatta Eels. Uh, most, they were good. Most exciting team. I said early on the first few rounds, I'm my favourite to watch, and probably some people shook their heads, but if you don't agree with me now, you should bash it on the table. Uh, they've got the three top try scorers. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you, Hain. but I think in daytime football, good luck beating them. Yeah, well, it's, well, good I was, luck beating them. I put the post up on Saturday, and a lot of people liked it. I, we need more daytime footy. I agree. Because daytime footy. I agree. I, my worry with the Eels. Skills. My worry with the Eels is we're about to go into the icy months. Well, they still won forty-two nil at night at seven o'clock. Yeah, so I'm not but really it's different. It. It's different once the ice goes. It's cold. It's slippery. Well, I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they yeah. can't do it. I want to see them do it. Mm. See them transfer that into a well, really well, like nice, I said, they've, they've scored at night. Condition game. That, well, the last night game they played, they completed at forty percent in North Queensland. I think it was, or was. sorry, yeah, against the Sharks. the Sharks, and they'd won. But yeah, that was points, that yeah. was still last week was like spring for us. It was spring weather. It wasn't that wet winter, slippery, icy night. So, well, but is, and I'm not knocking Parramatta. Mm. My only question is, is whether during this grinding period, and they're going to lose Hayne as well. Uh, can they? Can they? Pablo goes back there. You got a class player. Or bring he's, not him to center. he's not home. He's not. He's not home, but he's still safe for them. Some of the options that you yeah. know, in the NRL. It'll, it'll, it's an important period for them. And, and still realistically, got... they should make the eight from where they are now. And you've got Sandow, Pete. So they got a good spine now. That's my difference. Before of home, that it was game over. Now they've got a good spine. Hopewater will go there. They'll either bring out Tao Tai or Ryan Morgan. Uh, yeah, that surely hurts a little bit, but you've still got quality wingers, a quality centre in Tonga. Yeah. The young Ford pack, I loved it, watching on the weekend. Terrapo, Junior Paulo, Paulie Paulie. Uh, in particular, Junior Paulo's run. When he knocked rain flying, did the hit and spin, got through the line, beat the fullback and chucked the one arm off. Like, yeah. Just everything about them. I think the, uh, the thing for probably watching the Eels and then watching uh, a game like the Manly game last night, the Eels forwards all know, know their job. They know what their job is. Last night, to me, Manly, their forwards looked as though they didn't know their job. Well, they were trying you, to do the fancy my, stuff. My biggest issue was Anthony Watmore last night, thinking he was a 5'8", because uh, form was out. But, I mean, in years gone by, the only reason... The, the reason you land on the bottom of the table is because you're not having to go in the middle of the field. Mm. And Simple. there hasn't been much player... There's been player turnover there, don't get me wrong, but there hasn't been a lot, of, a great deal of player turnover. And there's guys there that weren't probably having a go the last two years... And they might not have been not having a go. It might have just been the confusion in what what my role is. I think, you know, and I I really think that, that, that Arthur's just simplified their roles. Been, and, mate, your job is just to go forward and bustle it because we've got these guys out the back. You just need to give them some space. There has been some turnover though, or there's been. Some, oh, there has been definitely. There's, there's blood. But I think Brad Ma- Arthur deserves a lot of credit for Ma- how he's turned that side around. Mao Edwards, Terrapo, Paulo, and Paulie Paulie all maybe got a game or two in. You know the mess that but they it was. were still in the system. No, but they, they were part of the mess that only got a game or two last year. Yeah. As far as a brand new pack of unscarred players that weren't part of all this damage for the last couple yeah. of years, they're virtually but brand new. And like he sacked Tim who Manor. 
Yeah, but Tim Mann has always been consistent. He's just yeah, had no help. I, yeah, I just and he's not that kind of player. He's he's always done his job. Obviously, there's more incentive now for Tim to play well because he, I mean he's been the he, same knew, as, he knew really he didn't have much impact on he, the on the result. Yeah, but he's been the same as Highmarsh. They just don't have the he's just always do done it. his job. Highmarsh, he was the same comparison for the last couple of years, where yeah. he just did his job. He was consistent, but there was nothing going on around. Oh, but kudos to Parramatta anyway. But uh, your worst? Uh, well, I had two. I, and it's not a shot at the Roosters, but they, they were the worst-performed team, and that's probably the worst performance they've put in under Trent Robinson. Um, and I watched, I made a point of watching his press conference, and he didn't uh, make any excuses, which is refreshing um, for a coach. And uh, he gave the Cowboys a lot of credit. And, and the Cowboys, I know we're going to review this game later, but they completed it over 90%, um, and everything stuck for them. Uh, but I, I thought the Roosters, they showed a lot of character in that game. I, I thought they were... You know, underdone, but uh, that, that was their worst performance so far in the you know in the last eighteen months. That's for sure. And Ricky Stewart, his persistent whinging and blaming referees for the fact that he's losing games and making out that he's protecting his players and by questioning the referees and saying that they're shit decisions. Well, I mean, there was there was plenty of crap decisions that went against sides at one. Happens every week. Mm. You know, I, I don't think I don't think there's any sort of. Uh, Conspiracy out to you know penalise Ricky Stewart teams more than any other. No, I mean you need to fix your discipline. You need to address the way that your senior players talk to the referee, i.e. Terry Campisi. He talks to referees like they're a piece of crap, um, and he has done for years. Uh, and I just think I don't think they're resilient, Canberra. I, I, I'll question their resilience when they're placed under pressure. Yeah. And I, I, I don't agree with him walking into the press conference. Would he have blown up Deluxe if they won that game? No. No. But I, I'm not going to defend the rant, but I think that even from what happened in that moment, I still would have blown that a try. I still don't know why that wasn't a try. Well, the, the, it wasn't see, a try because Dave Shillington lashed out. Yeah, I know, but he got forearmed. I get all that, but you see that crap all the time. I'm not defending the forearm either or the lash out. And, and what? Honestly, they should have calmed it down, blown the try, and moved on. So I, I, I don't know how they didn't get the try. I'm just sick of his sooking. I'm, I'm, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I'm not defending the rant. But I don't understand that wasn't a try. The fact that he's gone he's gone to the Roosters with pretty much an immortal, Brad Fittler. Mm. Got a couple of grand finals. But after that, he's gone, you know, ran the crap out of the Roosters, burn it. Ran the crap out of the Sharks, burn it. Ran the crap out of the Eels, burn it. Now it looks like he's going to do the same with the Raiders. Mm. You know, I just... Don't blame the referees. Just shut up. I just, cop your medicine at the moment and still... go and fix it. Your job is to fix it. Not complain about the things conspiring against you. And you know what you perceive to be losses, do that behind closed doors. Go and ring Tony Archer and say, "Look, can you come here and can we have a meeting? Can you sit down and explain to me why we're getting penalised?" Mm. Because at the moment, he's it's like he's trying to get public support. You know, oh, come and support me. You know, or, you know, agree with me. Mm. Well, you don't need people to agree with you, Ricky. You need you need to fix it. It yeah. needs to be fixed. You need to get your players on board. They need to be better disciplined. Because you know, and, and Ivan Cleary said it best. Well. You know, last game at uh, Canberra Stadium, they beat Melbourne. So it's always a tough game going to Canberra. Mm. Uh, and it was a game they could have won. I thought they had enough ball to win the game. I thought Penrith's goal line defence was the difference. They defended better than Canberra did on their goal line. Mm. Simple as that. I'm still, I'm sick of I still thought that was a try, though. I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a try. And I've, there's crap in the ruck all the time. And the blow up, uh, to me, it was still a try. But the, the whole well, rant, the rant was rubbish. Gavin Badge had a rubbish. You can't, you can't have a bloke standing in front of a referee, lash out at a player and not penalise him. No. But because if nothing happened all, in the ruck... There's blow-ups all the time. No, but if nothing happened in the ruck and they blow that a try... Mm. But that video you know, replay, you can't, that's what I don't get. Yeah, you clearly, but it didn't you clearly, the fact that the trial was scored. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's nothing to do with what happened at the ruck that you know had anything to do with the try. It was try. the fact that was Canberra try. had possession and Shillington lashed out. Yeah, and you, you know, you side. always in any you know as a coach, you know that we've been around teams for years, and you always hear your coach say, if a guy gives you a little bit in the ruck. Yeah, Especially him, when you you've back, got the ball. You get him back clean. You did not lash out at him because we've got the footy. But for that level... He of, broke the golden rule of rugby league, that, Dave Schilling. For that level of football, though, for them not to give that a try after what happened, them having a little scuffle, I just didn't get it. I don't get it. Well, it's not a try because he lashed not out. Not well, they had possession. Like I said, the rant was ridiculous. All the rest of it was crap. So what are you saying? They, go to, they go to video, have a look at it then? Well, he's forearmed him. He's reacted, but it's a try to matter. I just think you get the pair of them out, you tell him to pull the heads, you know, you sit him down like he did. Yeah. I thought he, and not, I, yeah. not only did he stuff up and he aggravated both of them, but then he, he, he didn't isolate it first of all in that issues earlier on. And then at that moment, well, there, that I, I thought he well. really pushed it over the edge. He really pushed it over the edge when he didn't give that a try. I did agree with what Stuart said in terms of the players are getting frustrated because the referees yeah, well, they, they do get angry because then, the referees. Well, I've, I've said to you since round one, I'd love just to see a referee blow the pee out of the whistle for the first 10 minutes, set the standard, yeah, put a guy in the sin bin, then you'll see 70 minutes of free-flowing footy because the players well, know we're that back, it's not acceptable. We're back to the other thing, five minutes in bins. Yeah, bring it back. Because at a moment like that where they'll both dish into their ass, Just say, go, go, see you Well, you would have grabbed Segiara and that afterwards and said, that's a try, but guess what? You two, you two are going to the bin. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have the scuffle. So uh, my worst, the Dragons, I don't think I need to say much more. They, uh, nah. All the fans have got their banners up, doused, 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 and uh, you know, the price th- is wrong. I feel sorry for Price. I don't. Yeah. He's, he's stupid enough to come out this year and say he's got his team. He's been there yeah. for three years. He's had his chance to recruit the way he wanted to. He obviously didn't address the key area, uh, key area which was front rollers. Yeah. They've pushed through some good kids and Runciman, Green, DeBellin. He's had Merrin there. I think he's had more than enough pieces to try and fix it. Mm. I just don't see a consistent game plan. Uh, I don't... The, yeah, the, but is, the is that the fact that he doesn't have the players in key positions to no, implement the recruitment? That's what comes down to recruitment again. Why do you buy drink water and then they don't play him? Why do... Then they let both the halves go. Then this year he gets Williams, Stanley, Michael Witt, and now he's bought Benji and he's got Whittle. So now you've all of a sudden got five halves. You still don't have a front row. Yeah. Recruitment. Like, almost NFL style is like the way I, I think you'd more be looking at. Like, depth. Well, would you... Surely want to equal out depth in... Well, I guess the question then out of that would be, would you sack him now or at the end of the season? Well, if you did it now, I think it's pretty much a waste of time, really, isn't it? Well, I, I think I think you've just got to give him time. He, I think he knows. One of the, Steve Price knows one that of if they don't make the 80s, gone. I wouldn't sack him because one of the assistants is not is not getting the job. The one they're all calling for is Neil Henry. Now, would Neil Henry leave Gold Coast right now or want to leave right now? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take over it right would. now. If you were smart enough, you'd wait until... Neil, the Henry's, now, Neil Henry's smart enough now to go, oh, I don't want to go there. No. Because I it's a poison chalice. Well, like I, I want to go somewhere where it's going to be a good job and have some success. I think there's enough there, but he, he, I'd be waiting until the end of the year. I wouldn't be taking over now and getting the stain on me. No. And I'd be talking to them early if you knew it was a deal done, saying we're not going to release it. And the first thing I'd be doing is addressing that key spot. I think they've got a lot of good things in place, but they need a couple of front rollers. Yeah. They're weak in the middle. Yeah, I agree. They've oh, got well, a nine. Yeah, they've oh, got yeah, you've I'm got not argue. Benji. I said it from where go. That was my issue with them. But yeah, just just depth in certain spots. They've got seven million back rowers, five or six halves, but yeah. they've got no depth in their back line if they lose one of their gun players and they don't have front rowers. So simple. You need you need to balance. Out Who the was the bloke that you said was playing for the Cutters that had the potential to step up? There's the big. Oh well, he was at the Roosters. Josh Alamoy. He was a big bopper. I'm, you know, it's, I'm just more getting at the fact of... Why doesn't he give him a run? You don't have a front row. Yeah, give him a You're run. You're struggling in the middle. 
He was good at the Roosters and he was playing behind a big side. Do I think he's NRL standard? I don't know. I, 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 I see him there kill it every week. Yeah. I don't. He doesn't have big minutes. He's a fairly big lad, but you don't have a big bopper. No. So why are you holding off? At least, yeah, at least stick him in the middle for the first turn and see if he can handle. The Roosters it. named him out of his man a few times for the two years he was there. Okay. If he was, you know, that close to the Roosters, why aren't you giving him a crack where you are now? Agree. Desperate. Okay, give, so give him a week or two. Things don't work out. Cut him. Yeah. Simple. Well, yeah. He's, nothing, on a, he's nothing, there on a second tier game. deal. Exactly. But you're not putting another front row in. And I'll tell you what, the frustrating thing, I said this to you, every time he makes a change to his forward pack, it's randomly Will Matthews comes in for one week and then yeah. he cuts him again. Yeah. And so, Will Matthews, he's been a fringe first grader for probably six years now, five or six years. The one week thing, I don't get that. It's almost like I'm going to make changes and it's always the same bloke and then he's straight back here. Yeah. What are you, what are you wasting your time? Will Matthews for? is his backfield. Well, questions, uh, I suppose we had before. New South Wales and Queensland sides. Queensland, no surprise. I thought uh, Guerrero deserved that spot. He did, 100%. Uh, I, um, I was adamant, though, that if Friday was in, that I would have dropped Papali and I would have dropped McQueen, I would have picked Taylor and I would have picked Guerrero. I was surprised Papali got his spot. Yeah, well, um, I still would have picked Taylor, to be honest. Yeah, but, I mean, that's Queensland. That, that's Queensland. Guerra, that's, why they, that's why they. That's uh, why there's never really much infighting. There's not a lot of pressure on players. Two, two bench Papali players, knew. Though. Papali knew he was going to get his spot. Mal would have rung him a month ago and said, you're in, don't stress. Yeah. You know, do what you've got to do to make sure you're right come game one. Hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the New South Wales side, uh, there was pressure on most positions. Yeah, well... The back, I think one, one to seven was pretty much iced. Well, four, six and seven weren't iced until Mitchell Pearce uh, pretty much put the nail in his own coffin when he went out yeah. to drink. And uh, obviously that played dominoes with Maloney, who had a Barry Crock on the weekend. So I'm not Maloney's surprised. playing busted. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised about one to seven, to be honest. That doesn't uh, bother me at all. It's more probably the back row on the bench. Yeah. Um, Hoffman, I love Melvin. I love Hoffman. I think he's a, a great player, but... I'm still of the opinion that it was the time to get probably Wade Graham or a Tarek Sims or a Josh Jackson in. Right. Same, same as both Scott. Like, I look at those two and I think you're both solid, but you're not going to win us a series. The one omission that I'm very shocked in is is Tarek Sims. Mine's Wade Graham. I think Wade Graham's a brilliant player. Mm. And I think he plays with Gallon every week. He's learned a lot since he's been there and he offers something on an edge that we, we need. Not yeah. only can he ball play, he runs, he's aggressive and he tries to hurt people. Yeah. Just like Tarek. So for me, those two... In particular, and Josh Jackson, I wouldn't have been disappointed just because he's so solid. All right, question. Yeah. What do you got? Well, there was about that, those two, about my other okay. ones. First Mission. coach gone. So was it Price? Was it Griffin? People saying Stewart. Stewart got a seven-year deal worth $7 million, so they can't cut him. They have to pay him. No. He's not going anyway. I don't know, mate. I, I would think it would be Price just yeah. because of the... Brisbane, traditionally, even when Ivan Henjak got fired, he got fired... In the off season, back, I don't think yeah, they'll backdoor that job. They won't be putting that there. But I also think Brisbane, they're in that mix of finals teams, whereas I think the Dragons probably aren't yeah. in the mix of finals teams. So I think you know, and Price has had not longer, but he's had just as long as Griffin. I don't know, mate. I'd say Price just because we we live in the fishbowl down here. I think Queensland people and Brisbane people are probably more loyal than what we are or what they are at the Dragons. Yeah, they'll still be covering that anyway. If they had a meeting tomorrow, they wouldn't announce it. I think the Dragons, on the other hand, if they sacked him, it would, it would happen immediately. Yeah. All right, are Reynolds and Hodkinson the deserved halves? Well, on form, 100%. Uh, the South halves blew their chance on the weekend. Yep. I wasn't big on Reynolds, but I did say numerous times in the weeks previous that I thought Hodkinson was a good seven, and I was surprised he didn't get the start for City. My only concern is defensively, um, and we've had this discussion around the fact that 
they play behind a huge forward pack, dominant forward pack. It's not club. the same as playing. It's not the same as playing behind. But you you've got to still look at this it in, pack. exactly what we were saying before, though. I don't. But in think... the end, I, I think you can you can put it this way: in that, I think Farah is is getting closer to challenging Smith. I think it's as plain and simple as our forwards need to dominate their forwards, and okay. if that happens, then you know Slater and these guys don't have time. We're going to have a little bit of time. We're a much well, better chance for Hayne and these other blokes. Issue, no, I don't think we will. Okay. Well, but I mean, I don't. I don't really don't think the game's going to be won for us in the halves. Mm. But I do think it'll be. It could be potentially be lost in the halves if yeah. that makes sense. So, well, there's one thing I clearly can say. for Queensland. That's oh. that's where the game's going to be won. Nine seven six one. If you told me Pierce or Hodkinson, I prefer Hodkinson. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pierce I, had I, his I chance, and I mean, you know. We were we were firmly on the bandwagon that you know Pierce by by the time that they lost that game three in Sydney last year done. he'd had enough chances. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, put time heals all wounds, and it seems it like he was just the best option. Not this, this way, plain and simple. They say they're picking out of those three pairs. I don't care which one you choose because to me, at the end of the day, you're still not going to you can't match up. Right now, we don't have no exactly. We still don't have somebody that you can hang your hat on and say he is a genuine. I you know, I would have. Probably like to have seen Reynolds and Pierce. Yeah, let's see. I, I'm, I agree after what he did that he probably doesn't deserve. I, to play. I honestly think that, Hod, like, putting Hodkinson in game one in Brisbane is a big call. Like, at least Pierce has been there a few times, but but I it hasn't made a difference. I can't criticise Laurie Daly. I mean, Hodkinson's done nothing wrong. He's a great no, goal kicker. He's iced um, three games. Their team's on top of the table. He can kick a field goal. Uh, I think defensively, he's going to get in front of blokes. Whether whether he he's can tough. handle it, I, I don't know. But you know, it remains to be seen. But I, you know, I'll have my Blues jersey on next Wednesday night, and I'll be I'll be pumped. And I, you know, we wish him all the best. Like we, obviously, we want him to win. We're New South Wales boys, but uh, now that the side's picked, I think we just best get behind it. Oh, I always get behind it. But yeah, yeah again, there's there's still a few glooming spots, and I just put it out there, same as I've done previously, but this time it's more future. I said it. There's a lot of blokes on the wrong side of 30 that picked again, like Lewis, who's not in good form. No. Scott was good form first but few Lewis, rounds. Lewis, to me, he remind, he's, a, he's an origin player. He is. He's he like always Bert. comes good in goes there, okay. yeah. But at the end of the day, if we lose two games and this is done, if they don't go up there game three with Jackson, Sims, Graham, they need to yeah. chuck in... The, the one, the other one for me was Aiden Tolman. I feel sorry for Aiden Tolman. I, I don't know what he needs to do to get a jersey. I, think, I, I, I think honestly don't. More... They haven't really picked an uh, out and out front row on the bench. I mean, is Trent Merrin? Yeah, is Gallon going to go to front row? Honestly, and Trent no. Merrin's going to push in. Honestly, size wise, to me, he's more of a lock than he's a prop. I know he plays prop Who's for that? them, Aiden Tolman. But his skill set, yeah. honestly, probably limits him to prop. He doesn't Why? tip on. He doesn't have great footwork. He's not so massive. So you wouldn't pick him? I love him. He's a grinder, but it works at club. But to me, at Origin, he'd get chewed up. But he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a chance. He doesn't have great leg speed. He doesn't have a great bump. He's just a hard worker. I think there's a million. To me, at the moment, you know who the you know glaring who, one in the forward pack is James Tarmo. I, yeah. I, I couldn't pick James Tarmo. He's got Tamo. footwork. He's got a bump. He's got all those things that you don't get. So it's the same as Fensum. I was loving on the Fensum thing, but now that I've watched more and more club football, you look at Fensum. You compare him to a million other locks. They're all like, oh, he does all the tackling. I'm with that, but he doesn't offload. He doesn't bump. Yeah. He doesn't dominate attack. There's so many things. But that I mean, he just you get, you're, you're willing part. to pick Hodkinson and Reynolds, mm. who are on top of the table, mm. leading the competition, and a lot of people have said they're leading the competition because of their forward pack. Who's one of the main contributors in their forward pack? Aiden Tolman. Yeah, he doesn't do any work, but he's got James Graham. I Williams, understand that. Cassiano. He's got a million. I just, 
I, I'm saying you throw him in. What, that. what what is the attraction to James Tamo? How I I just don't get it. Well, I really don't. He get dominated it. The, a couple of years ago, and even he hasn't dominated an Origin game. Yeah, but the thing about even his club form this year, I think he's got the Fafita standard on him right now. A lot of people are like, oh, he had a bad game. He's still carting 150 metres a game. Yeah. Still putting in big time. Look, I'm happy to eat my words if he has a barnstorm next week, but, but all I'm I think saying, he's getting to the Pierce territory where we just keep persisting with him. He's not delivering. You take Tolman out of that. I don't think club. he's. He doesn't have that aggression. He doesn't have that hunger in Origin. I, I don't question I Tolman. Tolman. I don't question Tolman Tart. No way. I think he's a weapon, but I just think Origin. He doesn't have that little bit extra to survive an Origin. Mate, he'd be the first player I'd pick. Well, I'd love, to, love to have seen it happen, but it's more like my theory on the fence in the last few times i put my hand up for that. It just, for some reason, it just doesn't happen for some blokes, mm. for one way or another. But. All right, the only other question I had were, what teams do you see moving up and sliding down during Origin? With the Warriors. Warriors I, I, for me... Titans are going down. Yeah. Warriors are going up. Melbourne will probably I think lose. Melbourne will slide a little bit. Melbourne will lose a but couple. they've got their buys at the right time as well, Melbourne, I think. Not so. really, because their guys have to play... I would have got to back up, but at least I would have preferred to have our buyers on a game week, so we go straight back to Origin games instead of that playing. Means you lose three games. I don't really care. Well, I, I, I think it's important. I would have rather have the rest and then play the Origin games and then come out instead of having to potentially play every single game plus Origins. The I buyers think it's, aren't really better. Obviously, it's the glaring. I think the Storm and the Cowboys will slide a little bit. Uh, the Broncos, I think, may slide a little bit, but uh, well, it's you look at the benefit. The Titans. Teams like Penrith, teams like... I think the Pen- Penrith and the Warriors. Well, they're, uh, they're the, the ones Eels. that aren't touched. Yeah, the Eels lose Hayne, but I still think they've got a pretty good side. But I'm looking yeah. at completely untouched sides of Penrith and the Warriors. They're the two that should do the most yeah. in this period. And this was why this I think this roster was assembled for Penrith. Mm. I think a lot of people are forgetting. I mean, they're 6-4, and four, which is a great start to the year. Uh, and then now, I think this is moving time for Penrith. Mm. They need to string... You know, during these six weeks or, or nine weeks of origin, um, I think they really need to go at least 50%. If they don't go at 50%, they're not making the eight. No, I think they need over 50%. Mm. Them and the Warriors need to... If this eight to so ten if origin, period, what have we got? Like, yeah, I think it's nine weeks. So Because the origin games are three weeks apart. You can still usually have so a week probably or seven or eight weeks for slumping on some teams. They need to probably go six and two. I mean, they've got the buys in there as well. I think Penrith have got a buy this week, but... Um, I think yeah, if four and two or three and three would be a failure during that period for Penrith. Four over. and two that'll get them to ten and six with you know the the final few rounds remaining. So uh, it's really moving time for both the Panthers and the Warriors. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think uh, uh, the Warriors are the one I'm really banking on as far as understanding this eight to ten week period. Uh, forget the buyers, just even the hangover afterwards, and just being unfazed. I think you know if you're going to look at the next eight games or so, they need at least six. Yeah, six of eight is what I'd be looking at Definitely. if I was the Warriors minimum. But uh, that wraps up the fast five. We'll review the games from the weekend. All right, reviews of the games. Kick it off with the Storm, twenty-seven to fourteen winners uh, over South Sydney, and pretty straightforward. I thought it was the Storm's best game of the year. Uh, the big three find form at good time, but probably the most important thing that's been missing. Uh, line speed, uh, you know, defence on the goal line, and just intent, full stop in defence. Yeah, I had uh, in my notes. I had they, they were more intense. I thought they were more committed in defence, and they had more variation in their attack than they'd had in previous weeks. The Storm, uh, I just thought South Sydney were undisciplined in most areas of the game. Uh, they can uh, committed a lot of errors, and they gave away a lot of penalties. And the Storm were just uh, by far and away the better team on the night. 
hundred mm, percent in a game in which you know most tip South to win, and me included. Yeah, well, I did as well. But I, you you were a little bit wavering on it. I was the only one that was sort of certain on it. Gossip tipped uh, Melbourne. Well, so. I did. I did say the same thing. I always say though, I love tipping against them in these kind of games because they always well, end up getting the win. I feel a little bit foolish because I don't think I've ever tipped South to beat Melbourne in a big game. I have only once though yeah, last year. It just did because happen. traditionally Melbourne have got the wood on South. Yeah, it's usually the more important times. They got us last year, obviously, that semi. But yeah. um, to me, it was, you know, as we know, the halves for South, they were told they had a chance to play Origin. Well, they blew that opportunity big time. That. But most importantly, as a Melbourne fan, Sony watches them every week. I'm used to seeing them ice games, even when things get messy. And this is the first week where we shot out. They come back. Usually we've been turned into a dogfight this year. This week we just iced it. Mm. They grabbed two more tries. They kicked the field goal. They were composed, they were smooth, uh, they never looked in doubt even when things got back to close and uh, as usual, the bloody Queensland players start to find form around origin time, so yeah. um, that's probably my only concern, they're going to lose four players and possibly Chambers if anything goes wrong there, so it's going to hurt more so this year as it has every year, yeah. uh, more and more as the salary cap's taking its toll on our side, so uh, as far as Souths are concerned, I think they shouldn't have too many troubles going forward, they get to keep their halves, they've got plenty of depth and having a couple of poms helps. Exactly so, right, exactly right. Yeah. They get to play the Sharkies this week away, who are going to be pretty torn down, so they'll be looking to bounce back, and Melbourne have the bye. Uh, Friday night again, the Broncos 22-8 to eight over the Titans, and I think this one's pretty easily summed up. Titans were tough. Uh, the Broncos struggled for most of the game, but as you would have expected, they got the job done at the end with a little bit of a flurry. I was uh, I was very proud as a Titans fan. I thought they really they busted their ass. They had a massive injury toll go against them even before the, a ball was kicked. Yeah, well, uh, and then you lost Harrison. You lost Caesar early, um, and it was just issues all across the park. And they led this game with 15 minutes to go, eight four. Yeah. And it wasn't until they ran out of legs, which was expected. I expected it to happen earlier. Um, but Brisbane were unconvincing. Yeah, well, I'll tell unconvincing. you what. Like, to me, I mean, who are Brisbane missing? No one. Well, exactly. So they got I, Hodges back. That's I a mean, sad thing, though. Yeah, but who are they missing out of their normal... Probably Hannon. But Hannon's no, obviously Hannon's, having issues Hannon's there been outside awful. of... He's been bad the last two yeah, years. Okay. Stopped, so, but the, my point is, is that the Titans couldn't have been missing any more players. No. And the Broncos had a full-strength side. To me... Uh, in that situation, Brisbane should have put probably 30 points on the Titans. Um, a well, they 30 point gap. Uh, they were they were awful. Um, I've got. I thought they were predictable. They made a lot of errors. Um, and you know, Caesar out for the Titans now is crucial. I, I can't see them making the eight without no. Aiden Caesar. But you're missing uh, Kelly. You're missing Kelly, Kelly as well. The, the way that Kelly plays, he, he plays so hard and so tough that he's going to get injured. He's going to miss probably 25 percent of the games during a season just because he's so high contact and so involved in the game mm. and he puts his body on the line every week. Um, but for me, I didn't take much out of the game other than the Titans have got great character and I just don't think the Broncos can... You know, they might fall into the eight by luck but they're not challenging for a, a premiership this season and no, it well, remains to be seen whether they can fix their halves issues six, over the off-season. I think Hunt was good again, but... Mate, Hunt's very good. And, and when we were sitting down watching the game and, you know, we've said it for weeks that it's very easy to defend Brisbane because you know where the ball's going. Yeah, the Hunt. And you know where the ball's going. Tell you what, it puts a lot of pressure on the kid as well. I, I don't know. I don't know who wrote the article this week, but I completely agree with it. I reckon Justin Hodges should play six. Boy, Justin Hodges. He played six the other week, and he set two up. And the way he's playing at the moment, anyway, he's just such a hard man to tackle. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Things come off the back of him at six. He doesn't have to play the uh, structured role. Mm. He play the runner role. The problem with Hoffman at six is he's just a dead straight line runner, which he does well for fullback because he gets you good yardage and uh, you know a good start to your sets. But he can't ball play. 
Yeah. Hoffman can't be there. Hoffman needs to go to the centres. No. Hodges needs to come into no. six. Yeah, I don't know whether it was an early season thing. Like, Griffin thought, well, you know, footy's going to be basically up the just, middle. I've got a million players. I need to fit him in somewhere to try and keep him what happy. What happened to Nikarima? Nikarima, he's played they, gonna, they were going to put him in, in the halves? Played 20. Okay. Not playing cup, nothing like that. Um, I don't know. But to me, it's got to that point. They're pretty much leaning on Hodges again like they used to. Too much pressure on Hunt. He's delivering. McCulloch, I think Hodges could really be the relief there. Yeah. Uh, Hoffman back out the centre. Just let him run. He's the centre. Hodges is the centre. Let him run lines. Oh, yeah, he is. But at horses this point, for courses, at this point I, in his career, he doesn't get enough ball out there anyway. He said that the other day. That's why he's coming looking for it. Yeah. So put him at six. Let him touch it when he feels like At least give it a try, I guess. If he still wants to take his under nine scoots when he's playing six, I'm all for that too. But the more yeah. footage Justin Hodges touches, the better the Broncos are going to be. Yeah. Um, as far as the Titans, like you said, I, I've got to give a wrap to Dave Taylor. I think he's had a great year. He played great <laughs> on Friday again. Dave. Chalked up big metres, tried hard, and uh, I'm very surprised that Papali or McQueen got the jersey over him. But uh, there's, you know, two games to go. They stuck oil. But if anything well, goes wrong. lose game one, Dave Taylor's playing game two. If anything goes wrong, him or Guerra, I thought both deserve to be in over those two. So, uh, you know, the Titans, they got a hard one this week. They've got the Warriors at full strength, even though at home, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, no, we, we'll get beat. I'm feeling that coming. The Broncos, I'm 50 50. They've probably got better players in key positions to play the Tigers away with Barber. Hunt and McCulloch, but uh, you know they've still the been. Tigers up. just shock you every week, don't they? Yeah, it? but I think also we're taking out of account the Kiwis they've got. They've also yeah, they one of these teams. They get to keep Blair. They get to keep to Powell. They got Brooks. I reckon Tedesco around twelve, so he's only around away as well. well exactly. Hopefully, so exactly. things so are looking. This is a bit of a moving time. You know, we said it about Penrith. Well, they um, need to, and it's going to hurt without Farrah though. But um, we'll have to wait and see. But I think he gets Tedesco back. He's got uh, you know one of his foils. I think he's got both in there. He's outstanding. But he yeah. needs at least one of them there to help him out. Yeah. Um, you know, Saturday, Parramatta. This game, I don't think you really need to say too much. 36 zip. All I can say is early it was a bit of a grind. I thought it was looking like a cracker of a game. St. George were in there. They got lots of repeats. Couldn't post points. Very predictable. Yes, I will agree. They did get robbed. I thought the forward pass was flat. And the, Joel Thompson yeah. should have been played on. But, that makes but at the same six. time, there's 80 minutes of football. 36-6. Yeah, but there's 80 minutes of football. Mm. You didn't play for 80 minutes. They played for 20, then they quit. They got rolled. Uh, Parramatta, I don't know if I could say enough. Sandow, absolutely outstanding. I, uh, mate, I, I really thought the Eels didn't play that well. I did. I thought they were great. I, I, first half, I thought they were poor. Once um, I thought they were better second half. Um, but they're just fast. They're powerful. They've they got several direct. options in attack. And that was no knock on Parramatta. For Parramatta fans, that's how good you guys can play when you're not playing your best. I, I think they've still got a mile of improvement left in them. They made a lot of errors. They let the Dragons off the hook, I thought, first half because they were going side to side to side and where, where I thought they just needed to play direct and go through the Dragons. And that leads me on to the Dragons. Man, they were predictable. They were slow. And they're soft in the middle. Yeah. Oh, you, you say the same thing. Their last tackle options were poor. I didn't think I Benji. Mean, it's, it's how was, effective you're in your I still sets. don't think his Benji was as bad as everyone said. Well, I, the he's, knives are out for Benji. Look, and it's fine. I understand people saying, "Oh, he's only missed ten games or whatever." In terms of, but he's gone from you know not making the finals with the Tigers, pretty much clocking off probably six or eight rounds before the end of last season because the Tigers were out of contention. He goes over, does a pre-season with Union, trains in a whole new skill set, doesn't work out, doesn't play a lot of footy, comes back. It's always tough. He's it's going to be tough He's for him. come to the worst possible situation. Look, I, I don't know whether he's the answer, no, uh, but, but he, is, he was the best half available on the market in, a, in an area in, in which they needed to improve uh, because obviously the options that they bought, either A, Price wasn't using them, or B, they hadn't worked out. So, I mean, they've... 
I don't understand why they've signed him to the two further years. I thought that was a bit stupid, but yeah. uh, that's that my was opinion. my beef last week. I, I, that was my beef. I definitely agree with them giving him a shot this year. They've got nothing to lose in that regard. My my only uh, concern for the Dragons will be is that now they're stuck with that contract. How do you get rid of it if it doesn't work out? Um, but I don't think Steve Price cares about that because he knows if he's he gone. doesn't uh, make the finals this year, he's gone, and that's that's right. But man, I, the Dragons just got to harden up in the middle. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Rain's not having as much of an effect on a football game than what he was last you year. Can't I mean, you said it the other day. We're having when we were chatting about the Dragons. Maybe they've got to put Ben Cray back in there, in the middle of the ben field. Ben Cray, the, the last best couple of rounds, of any of the back rowers in the middle got three to four men in the match. I know he's not a front rower, but he did that job. He's better. the best back rower, front rower for he the Dragons. He does that basic. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the ad line, he plays too wide of the man. He cuts back in under the ruck if he has to, but he always runs that dirty line. He finds his front. He's, he's got a good pump. He's a leader. And he just does that job better. I don't know why you'd isolate Frizzell or other guys that have other points of difference, like footwork and offloads, things that Cray doesn't seem to do anymore. He just yeah. runs that hard line on an edge, put him in the middle, let him do that role for now. But otherwise, like I said to you, Alan Wise, a big bopper down there. Uh, I, I probably won't go as far to say there's a massive kid in the 20s, Adnan Fenua Blake, who's a monster. I don't think they'd put him up yet from what I've seen. Uh, he's been a bit hot and cold, but he's definitely got potential going forward. But they needed, they needed to buy a front row. While Stockwell's hurt, that also hurts them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, there's too many back rows, but Parramatta, back line, the halves, the spine, Pete's, uh, Sandow, and Norman, and then just the young the young bench forwards were probably the highlight for me. Watching Paulie, Paulie, Terrapo, and Junior Paulo just terrorise. Yeah. And that, that's the difference. They've got big bodies there. They may have only played a couple of games, but they were killing them. Yeah. Like, absolutely killing them. So uh, they've both got the bye this week. St. George definitely need it. They need to regroup. Parramatta, uh, you know, despite Origin, probably a good time, but I felt after that they'd probably want to keep rolling. Exactly. So right. we'll have to exactly see what happens right. next week, though. You know, the other game on the Saturday, Sharks-Tigers. Uh, Tigers got out of that one 22-20. Farrah, great return for him. Um, it was a very tough game. It was very scrappy. There was a bit of feeling to it. Uh, you know, the, the Tigers went up early, then went down, and then the Sharks' second half come out, got two quick tries. You thought, oh, hold on a sec, they're going to run away with this. And then they let two straight back in. Mm. And uh, the Tigers just grinded it out from there. But two names, uh, it's probably scary that they're getting better and better. And it's probably scary to think how quick Brooks links up with key players. Like you seen the other night, highlighted the connection between him and Farrah already. They've set up the, the couple of tries that got him the win. You saw early on how quickly he glued with Tedesco. Uh, he's, he just finds a way to buy him with these weapons. And for a 19-year-old kid, that's ridiculous because that's usually the hardest thing is to get your half to uh, you know form these relationships or bring the best out of their players around him. Well, the other thing and he is, just seems to, you know, he just takes to it look to a duck on water. It's, it's from, ridiculous. Uh, from my perspective, I'm looking at the guys he's passing the footy to. and yeah, Well, Corey Patterson, he made him look like a champ the other night. He played you know good. what I mean? That's, that's the thing for me that I look at and go, wow. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I've seen Corey Patterson even run off Jonathan Thurston and not look that good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a real tick in the box for Luke Brooks. Um, for me, I, you know, I tipped the Sharks in this one. I expected the Sharks to win, even with 10 to go. I expected the Sharks to win. Simple as, they're in a losing habit. 
Um, I'm not sure why Peter Sharp picked Todd Carney if he wasn't 100% well, fit. Well, I don't understand all of it. And they're t- saying Bo Ryan's neck wasn't right. Jeff like... Robson was ordinary. He was very ordinary. That's probably the worst game I've seen him play in the last 18 but months. They were all awful. Their hooker... Gallon was, was, was on his own. Gallon was on his own. Lewis yeah. is underdone. Like... I mean, the Tigers, I thought, were, were off the pace in terms of how they've been since the start of the year. Yeah. But you know what? But they're missing Brooks, Brooks and Class got him over the line. You summed yeah. it up perfectly. Brooks and Farrell got him over the line. And they have the ability to make lesser players look better and to get them over the line yeah, and win them a footy game. But you know the difference. They're in the same spot, though. They don't have Tedesco. Farrah's back from an injury. I'm not knocking them. He's no, I'm saying they're in the same position, but they're key players. No Gavay, but he's still getting the job done. Key players are better. But uh, right. for me, if I'm sharp, and i just got to put this out there, this is my pet hate every week. Injured players. Bo Ryan, neck problem. Yeah, you don't pick Hamstring. You're pushing Gallon. They push Lewis back in. If there's four or five guys playing for you that are underdone, don't pick them. Would you rather three close losses with busted players or one big loss and then have a win the week after because you're giving them the extra I'd week I'd rather rest. just lose for you're a just, week or two. Short-term uh, loss for you know long-term gain for the Sharks. And I, I, it, The thing is, is that the, the latter is probably dictating to Peter Sharp his selections now. He yeah, has yeah. to get his best players out there because Mate, it's, nothing, season's it's nothing for him anyway. He's not going to be a coach. He's not going to be the coach. He should be smarter and yeah. think long term. That I'm not even just talking about injuries and in issue. You could damage somebody. You damage people's Definitely. confidence in these situations. Not only the injuries, but I don't know what kind of mindset. Todd Carney isn't looking confident. Say. And we know what we've heard been hearing about Todd Carney lately. Yeah. So the best, worst thing you could do is keep uh, giving him free time off the field. Get him into rehab. Take care of him. Get him 100, percent and then get him back out the footy field. All right. Yeah. Move on. It was a stinker of a game. Yeah. Well, but I'm giving a rap to the Tigers. Though. I thought they were good. They earned it. They grounded and it's, out. And that was at the prison. And like I said, they've still got Tedesco, Gavaya. There's a few bits and pieces. Suasso, Sue come back. They're still missing plenty. They've had 12 of their top 25. The one that I was filthy on you about. It was um, Tim Simona. I said, t- we were on the way to footy training last week. I the, said, yeah, Tim Simona. weren't named. I told you I didn't yeah, know. You can't blame me for I that. Like, uh, I, no, I just thought he had a real influence on this game because... I didn't. There wasn't really a... You didn't think Tim Simona had an influence? I thought Luke Brooks and Robbie Farrar pretty much did. Mate, in yardage, if you go and watch the game, Tim Simona was the only outside back making yards in, y- in yardage. Hmm. And getting the Tigers out of trouble. But obviously, you don't watch that. You just want to watch Mate, the fancy stuff. It was me. It was Farrah, and it was... Uh, oh, of course. Down, down the other end, when the piano was down there, they were playing it. And as far as, getting it there? as far as this... Oh, to power as well. These kind of blokes, I thought they all did Mate, a great job. I thought job. Simona did a really good job, and the ball wasn't coming to his side because he had an Astra on his side. Yeah, brilliant. That's so, I, Mate, I thought he was great. Yeah, well, the next game doesn't need uh, no introduction. 42-10. Uh, the Roosters, as we said, it was their worst game. He's under Trent Robertson. Uh, a plethora of errors, penalties, the usual. I think uh, Jared Ray Hargraves, you know, I don't know what's going on. He's just completely rewound. Maloney's playing busted. Sonny Bill Williams, after Sonny Bill, he decided not to do anything for about 65 minutes. I don't know where he was. Uh, just Well, they were slow. They were out in thews and they were disorganised. The only player for me, for them, that had a go, and I'm going to throw that out there, or oh, two players had a go. Minicella had a go. And Roger Tuivasa-Shek had a go. Mm. He was taking every first carry out of there, and he wasn't half-assing it. He was trying to I steal. Thought, I thought uh, up until Cordner got injured. And Aiden Guerra. I thought Aiden Guerra was really good. He threw yeah. that lovely cutout pass. He tried hard. So no surprise, he's uh, got his origin. But the Cowboys, this is what I expected to roll around probably a little bit sooner, but um, they look very classy, they, and they completed it over 90%. Yeah, well, they, If they can do that for the rest of the year, well, they they're going to be in a grand final qualifier. They said at the start of the year, they'll get in the red zone more than anyone, but they'll make an errors. Yeah. They weren't finishing things off because they were too focused on scoring off every play rather than building pressure. 
but on the did week. that did that scoreline reflect the game? I don't think so. I, I think the Cowboys everything stuck for them in that game. I don't. I, I think, don't really I think. think they it. Yeah, maybe. But I, 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 I just think if they play them again errors, ten times, errors and penalties, they don't the win by that much. They didn't help themselves any better. Yeah. Their attitude was poor. Their body language was poor. Nothing about them said they were going to win that game or try to win. No, that they game. didn't. But what I'm saying is, if that if they play them ten weeks in a row up there, you know, I don't well, think they blow them out by that much. But I think the Cowboys can win the comp. Yeah, well, I think Cooper and King hurts a lot because I thought they just found yeah. the right foil off the bench. I was waiting for King to finally come play, and Gavin Cooper's uh, Jonathan Thurston safety play. I think uh, I think the injury to Lachlan Coote has been a blessing in disguise because Michael yeah, Morgan, Morgan he's been tremendous. Uh, you throw him in with with Louis, who's who's been pretty good. Uh, Thurston's now warming up, and then the nine position. I mean. If you've got the class around it in the spine, you can sort of plug it a little yeah, bit. I, I really thought that was sorted now with him coming off the bench, which he, you know... Just get Ryan Moore back. But, yeah. Oh. Who? It was Scott, Scott Moore, sorry. Ryan Moore, you're off your head. Yeah. Scott Moore, he was too busy doing... Scott Moore. He came over for a holiday. He didn't come to play football. He drunk cans. He was just on Twitter every day with him with his gear off with a beer in his hand. All right, move on. Yeah, Next well, one. Raptor Kane Lynette got the triple against his old club. You know what? I don't think he got the ball down on that first try. No, I, I was watching that, and I, I he, he was worried. It, body language. I'm a body language expert. I've man, told you this before. Me and the old man were arguing about it. He goes, he had to find the grass. I go, nah. He I, go, I didn't think he got his it down. hand was perfectly timed, and he mm. rolled him at the perfect time. I didn't think he got it down. He, he didn't look confident. He fandomed it. And then when you see when they fan to him and show him his stats when he's talking to the trainer, I think he said to the trainer, oh, I don't think I got that down. But nah, he didn't look confident. When they called it try, and you sort of couldn't tell that it didn't definitely touch the ground, you, it was always going to be a try. But yeah, well, they've got the bye this week. Uh, tough period come for. Then no front rowers, obviously playing Origin. Uh, Thurston's playing Origin. Angry Tate, he's playing Origin as well. So there's a couple of players missing for them, but hopefully they uh, scave through without too much trouble. The Roosters, they play the Dogs. Uh, should be in their favour now. They've got both their halves and uh, still a million New Zealand players. So they should we by 30? Again, this is one of those games. Mind you, the, the Dogs don't lose anyone from their pack, but they've got no halves. Doesn't matter. So as far as that part's concerned, I think the halves are going to hurt them. But uh, Sunday, first game, we talked about it earlier. Panthers versus the Canberra. It should have just been a fight. Versus the Canberra. Versus the Canberra. <laughs> versus the Raiders. They should have just had a fight. The yeah, ref- well, the rest lost control very early. I bring, think. The, bring the fighting back. Um, it's making me both, angry. Both sides got poo calls. Let's, it, let's not uh, make any uh, secret of that. I'm just I mean, throwing Stewart, you'd think they got carved 10-0 in the penalty you, count. You need to be able to throw a punch. You need to be able to throw a punch. The Raiders, it's short and sweet for me. They're their own worst enemy. Yeah. Don't, like, as I said before, I'm not going to go on my rant again, but... You I think uh, I thought it was a very important win for the Panthers. It's a tough place to win, but they were unimpressive. I thought they there were times there where they really could have stuck the knife in and, and dug it right in and finished the job off. But they just they kicked two tries ahead. I've, and I've got to ask. Drop the part, drop a ball. Or, yeah, it was, it was a very uh, unimpressive. I thought undisciplined win, but you know what? It was a win. I've that was a game ask. Penrith would have lost in, in recent what, what, years. What do we? What do you have to do to get Jamal to actually play like he did play for country? I, mate, I don't know. I, I've seen Jamal Idris obviously as a Titans fan, and I, I you know, I watched the Panthers very closely, um, and I don't know. He ran the ball hard when he played for country. Does he need a rep jersey to play? I don't know. Does he I forget really that he actually? You know, he... and he's been uh, obviously he was under Kevin Moore. Kevin Moore sort of, you know, got some bits and pieces out of him. He was under Hasler. Hasler moved him on. Um, or whether you know he has said to him, I'm not going to pay you that amount of money. Uh, he went to the Titans. I thought he was unimpressive there in his first year. I thought he was very, very good last year until he got injured. He then got homesick, came down here. I, I've probably seen him play one or two 
decent games for Penrith, but yeah, it's, I don't it's know what the secret is. I don't decent. know the guy. But just for me, like he got off the bus with a bloody yeah, beanie on. I, I don't know. He's a generation Y. There's some of some of those athletes you just yeah, but personality it, but it annoyed me that he got a rep jersey is, that he right? probably didn't deserve, and he played awesome. Yeah. And then he comes back to club, and it's almost a slap in the face. As far but as the I'm thing concerned. is, you you've got to work out what makes these guys tick. What well, makes him tick? Does he need a hug? Does he need to kick up give, the give arse? Him a country, let him wear a country jersey instead of the Penrith one every week. He might actually run. Yeah, home. and I mean Ivan Cleary is uh, is a very very astute coach. I'm sure he's he's getting his head around what makes him tick, what doesn't. Um, and I mean Jamal, there's no argument that he can play football. Yeah, well, it's just, just about getting it consistently. Sim- so. Simple summary: He was man of the match in a rep game. He goes to club. Yeah, but is he, he really say that's a rep game? I don't know. Well, there's still the better, a lot of better players than what you'd find in just your ordinary club team. Yeah. It was loaded up. He was the best player on the field. He absolutely dominated, but he does not play like that for the Panthers, and it annoys me. I don't know, mate. He's getting paid that way. Play like it. I don't know. It's just really on. frustrating. But uh, I thought Dean Farrow was, I don't know, usually rap. His defense was horrible. No, he couldn't stick, could he? He fell off everything. He could not stick. Not a single thing could he hit onto. Uh, the Raiders... Finally got it right. He put McCrone back to the halves. He put Whiten out in the centres. Whiten set up the first try with a beautiful run. McCrone looked a lot better. It's the first smart thing they've done this year. Yeah. And uh, they need to stick that way. This week they've got Cornish on the bench. But like I said, yeah, they've also got McCurick. So he's wasted two spots on a half and a hooker on the bench, which is just, I don't know, it's pretty dumb. Mm. I'm finally looking forward to watching him. But my only problem here is if he puts Cornish on, where's he playing? He's got two nines, three three halves on the side. So if he puts him at seven... Mate, he's probably going to reshuffle and then start him. He'll probably have to drop someone. Like, that's what I was looking at, thinking someone has to fall out. Yeah. Because you can't put McCrone at nine and put him there. You've already got two nines. It doesn't make team. any sense. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm completely dumbfounded. Yeah, and as you said, he's already got a nine on the bench. If, if, he only, if he had three forwards and Cornish, I'd sort of understand it. But I don't with two halves on the yeah, bench. Yeah, well, it doesn't. I thought you would have punted one of the hookers and had him there and pushed McCrone back there just for this yeah. weight to have a look at him. But exactly. He's wasted two bench spots on a half and a hooker. So yeah. I think someone will be playing 13 or something else, but it's still yeah. stupid. Uh, Sunday, the other game, this game is a cracker. The Dogs versus the Warriors, 16-12 to 12 over in Waikato Brew. Yeah. Tough game. Ford packs clashed. Uh, brilliant. A few, you know, obviously a couple of highlights in, in what was a tough contest. The forwards battle. Um, you know the the Morris tackle late on the big Superman dive yeah. and Cassiano's cutout ball. He'll play halves this week. I'm yeah. just chucking it out there. Yeah. In by will be one of the halves. They're going to squeeze uh, the big Cassie into the seven. They're going to squeeze the big fellow into the seven. Yeah, I'm tops. telling you, it's going to happen. Dog. Um, I thought the dogs were gritty. They're disciplined. It was a tough win. Uh, difficult conditions in front of a pro New Zealand crowd. Uh, the Warriors. They've had two close losses to the dogs. Um, I think they're improving. This, the combination between Johnson and um, Tompkins is is improving. I think Townsend obviously is the six going forward. When their forwards roll their sleeves up and and lay a platform for those guys, I think they could challenge anyone in the competition. But they've put themselves in a position now where they're behind the eight ball. I think they're four and six. Um, They're going to need a bit of a streak here during Origin. No, I think they'll get it. They did streak last year, remember? And then they got to the period where Origin ended and they lost a couple. Yeah, and their their start out. was a lot worse. It was like one yeah. and eight, wasn't it? Or something ridiculous like, something that. like that. And yeah. then they won six in a row or something. So yeah. they're in a better position than they were last year. Definitely. That's for sure. But uh, I thought they were fairly unlucky. But this week, it should be a gimme. I'm sorry to say for the Titans, but a lot of players out. Oh, yeah. They're, they're unaffected. They've probably got a whole first grade side out, the Titans. They should uh, really, really do a number here. And the Dogs, like I said, I was waiting on to see whose halves got picked. Their halves got picked. Uh, a lot of internationals are the Kiwis and Pommies, which kind of helps out. But you think without the halves, the Roosters should get uh, the, you know, the bread and milk in this one. But Monday night... Oh, uh, what a stinker. Mate, 
I'll, it was I'll, a dog of a game. I was very disappointed. I, I know, even if it was one-sided... If you were going to wrap one-side, who would you wrap? Newcastle. Yeah, they played tough. They tried hard. They and, played tough. Yeah, and manly um, just... They just... The Knights, like, I know we're not going to go on about the Knights forever, but... They've got no creativity in their halves will go and Darius Boyd isn't playing great for no, They look better, I've said a million times. When Clydesdale goes to nine, things look better. Yeah. When uh you know, when he's on the field, it, it, I, I I'm sorry for Kirk Gidley, you know, but it's not anyone else's fault that you can't seem to hold down one spot. You couldn't really get full back down packed. He's not really a half, he's not really a nine. Yeah. He's a, a solid... I think also Kirk Gidley's career has been dictated to by not so much, well, obviously injuries to him, but different also injuries, injuries to other players. Yeah, so he's been pushed around to different spots. Yeah. But I still don't think he's ever really mastered one spot. No, well... He's been solid at patching up, but... Jack of all trades, master of none. It's an no, old saying. No one is, no one is he epitomises that as a rugby league No player. one is too important to well, just have somebody play there because, you, you know, you're like, oh, he's a good bloke or he's a good player. Yeah. We're going to play him there. Well, yeah. And okay. Clydesdale, like I said, had all these raps. He's an ex-Pedirist. They gave him a four-year deal. He plays 20 minutes. Well, I think if you put Cherry Evans on Newcastle, they win by 12 points. Yeah, well, even him. I thought, I thought he was ordinary to the last 20 last night. Yeah, he, well, he joined his four-pack just didn't really no, do anything. He, he joined in the sideways offloading party. He yeah. was throwing some hand grenades around with Watmere. He um, must have taken a couple of lessons. But they were lucky, mate. They played probably for 15, 20 minutes and won the game. Yeah, they it was clicked. a great, great field goal. Clipped at the end, played direct, started playing short sides, mm. played straight, and then obviously the field goal was a ripper. Yeah. But uh, I felt bad for Newcastle, to be honest. I did too. I really I thought... Too. That, that's, that's season over for Newcastle. You can't recover from that. No. Nah. And like we said, even heading into this origin period, they've taken Scott and they've taken Boyd, even though Boyd's been horrible for them. Uh, it just hurts full stop when you lose anybody and you're already struggling. So mm. things aren't getting much better for them. Uh, they got the bye this week. It's probably well needed. Manly, pretty much the same deal. They lose Watmau. Um, anyone else? That's all I'm going to try and think today. It's probably not as big a toll. Well, they lose Cherry Evans. Yeah, well, Cherry Evans, but he's going to play five minutes probably. Uh, they lose, yeah, but you still lose him. I don't, have they got a buy this week? And you lose what now? Yeah, yeah and that's the beauty because Foreign, Stuart, Lyon are all hurt. This is a week for all them to recover. Yeah, well, you're probably going so to. the only guy they're missing? It's brilliant time for them. They're kind of in the situation that I wish Melbourne were in. A lot of their older players. Is are, Foreign going to be back next round? He must be. No, we had, we had front, medial right? and they said six weeks. Sometimes you can push it for four, but it was pretty bad. So okay. the week off, regardless, if he's still a week closer. It's going to be good, yeah, good for him. But, yeah, they're in a kind of spot there where a lot of those older blokes aren't getting in those teams anymore. It kind of helps them out during this period. I think they may be another team that takes advantage as far as the higher end of the table is concerned at this yeah, time. Yeah, secures a top four spot. Yeah, if those guys all come back and are healthy, they might be able to uh, bully a few teams over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But, uh that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. Next up, Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com to play our Lions game and give us the odds for the games from the weekend. And we welcome back from SportingBet.com, Andrew Brown. How was your weekend, mate? Yeah, really good weekend. Uh, thanks, fellas. Actually, um, got up to, to Suncorp Stadium on Friday night to watch the, the Broncos. It took them, it took them a while, but um, to get over the top of the Titans. And then, uh, um, thank God for the Seagulls on Monday night. I, uh, I remember telling you boys last week that about yeah. 70 or 80% of people's multis yeah. uh, were into the Seagulls. So. I, um, I actually quoted you last night. I said, didn't Andrew say bloody 80% of people had mainly in their multis so it yeah. wasn't looking too good at some stages and then I yelled at Brock and said I was one of them yeah so. exactly <laughs> and I said to him well that's why I don't put the bloody Monday night leg in my multis so because uh, it always just throws up a dodgy result um, even when they are short favourites but uh, we'll jump into the lines for this week yep, uh, yep. ANZ on Friday 
you got the dogs versus the roosters. Obviously, I was sweating on this one just to see which pair of halves got picked. Obviously, the dogs' halves got picked, uh, but we're still sticking with what we originally had. So I've gone uh, the roosters minus five and a half. I went the roosters seven and a half. Yeah, well, the Roosters are seven-and-a-half-point favourites at a dollar forty-two. You could have got a lot more uh, than that um, when the market first went up. Uh, now that the, the origin side, the New South Wales Blues, have gone with the Canterbury pairing. But, uh, yeah, Canterbury, $2.95. But there's um, one for you, Brock, is it? Seven-and-a-half. Yeah, good times. Seabar Stadium, it's the Titans versus the Warriors. The Titans missing some players, the Warriors... Uh, really should chalk this up, so I've gone there minus eight and a half. Oh, I had the uh, Warriors minus seven and a half. Uh, Brock's off to a two nil yeah. head start. Bang, bang on the money again. Seven and a half point favourites of the Warriors. A dollar forty two. Gold Coast two ninety five. Nice. Well, GIO Stadium, uh, the Canberra Raiders versus the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys stripped down a fair bit, so I've gone the Raiders minus four and a half. I had the Raiders minus three and a half. Yeah, we've got them slightly bigger favourites than, than what you boys are thinking. Six and a half point favourites. Um, the Raiders at a dollar forty-five. Uh, the Cowboys two dollars eighty. Cool beads. Tigers at Campbelltown versus the Brisbane Broncos. Broncos again uh, stripped down, but still got some key players in Barber, McCulloch, and Hunt. Uh, compared to the Tigers, no Tedesco, Farrah out, so Brooks pretty much uh, flying solo this week. Uh, I've got the Broncos minus two and a half. Yeah, we're on the same. Yeah, three and a half point favourites with us a dollar sixty six. Uh, the Broncos, Tigers, two dollars twenty five. Cool beans. And Ramondas, the Cronulla Sharks versus Souths. Uh, Cronulla, Carney out. Uh, Luke Lewis called straight back in with Gallon for feet are still injured, so they're, they're really being torn apart by this Souths. Obviously, no Inglis, no Teo, no McQueen, but uh, a thousand Burgess brothers. It always helps to have a couple of pommies in your side. So uh, I've got Souths minus seven and a half. I've got Souths six and a half. And they're six and a half point favourites at a dollar forty-five. Uh, the Sharkies two dollars eighty. So I think that's a, a win for you. Is it Brock? Yes, five and five. We are. I was down. I was in a deep hole, and I've just dug myself back out. I can I can see the sky. I can see the sun. <laughs> right, special this week, mate. What's uh, we were just having a chat about it off air, but um, you know we, we, we uh, all the punters would have collected last week if they followed the sporting bet special on the Thursday night with. Uh, Billy Slater scoring a double um, at $5. Uh, I, there's a similar promotion this week. Yeah, we're having a bit of a fun, bit of fun with our promotion this week. Um, how many uh, Roosters players can you boys name that have hyphens in their name? This week, there's five of them. There's uh, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, Sean Kenny Dow, Sonny Bill Williams, Frank Paul, Neil Asala and Jared Rhea Hargraves. Is that right? Yep. Hopefully there's more. To me. <laughs> well, if any of them can score a try, if any Roosters player with a hyphen in their name scores a try, uh, we're offering $3. That'll be on the website 8.30 on Thursday night up until midnight. Um, so, yeah, get, in, get involved there, fellas. Any Roosters player with a hyphen in their name, cross for a four-pointer, $3 on offer. Sensational. How are the markets looking for Origin, mate? We'll touch on that quickly before you go. Yeah, well, um, no real surprises. Queensland, uh, top up 45 favourites at Sporting Bet. New South Wales, $2.80. Uh, the, the line on that game um, is a flat six at this point, so we'll, we'll let you know next week if that's changed and where the money's going. As far as series betting is concerned, I was just having a look at the figures earlier this morning, and around 70% of the money we're holding at the moment is from the Maroons, victory, and for the Maroons to make it nine straight series wins. Mm. So, um, 
Yeah, at the moment, it's, it's sort of one-way traffic for Queensland. Yeah, and no surprises. No surprises. No, can't really complain if you're a New South Welshman. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not looking too much better, but, hey, miracles can happen. Yeah. I've been saying that the last uh, eight years as well, but I'm <laughs> yeah. going to keep living by that theory. Yeah. Alrighty then, well, we're... Uh, crossed, eh, fellas? Yeah, as, as usual. Well, five all in the Lions game. You've got the promo there. So the Sydney Roosters this week, five players with hyphenated names. So if you back one of them, uh, I'll get on that special there and one of them scores a try, you'll be rolling in the dollars. Uh, thanks again, Andrew, and we'll talk to you next week uh, in the build-up to Origin. Yeah, good as boys. Looking forward to, to the weekend and then the build-up to Origin. It should be a great one, so I'll speak to you next week with all the latest betting info. No worries, mate. Have a good one. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And who let the duds out is what Mr. Gossip said. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, that was a great intro. Right, so one of your best. Oh, oh, oh my God, Lord. Lord. He's missed his cue. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're what. getting better and better every week, aren't they? I'll tell you what, you, you, may, have, you may have tipped... You're going to have to pass it over to me. You, may, you may have now. tipped a perfect round, but Christ almighty, you're sure had a bob and intro. He's missed the... Uh, he was like Manly, he turned up for the last minute. He got the win. <laughs> You right, mate? You straighten yourself out now or what? <laughs> Brilliant. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, you can't even get under. What do you, what do you got for us? Sort yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's rattled. Oh, you rattled me now. A fucking dog's going off the head next door. Oh, my tops. Brilliant. All right. What do you got for us, buddy? All right, boys. Uh, um, roosters. Set to make a big offer for Chris McQueen from the Bunnies. That's not going to go down too well with um, the rivalry there. It's never a good thing when the Bunny comes over to the Roosters. But Chris McQueen, could you see him in the in the red, white, and blue? No. I'm, 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 I'm very surprised that that's where they're throwing their money. Yeah. I thought they would have been more one of the ones going after Tarek Sims or someone along those lines. So are we saying that trade's not happening now? But Sims is Sims still coming down or? Now, yeah, the talks have gone cold. Okay. Well, no, I, I couldn't imagine the Roosters would be interested. That's for sure. Yeah. On Chris McQueen, they certainly are. Oh, well, yeah. I'm super yeah, we've got plenty of back rowers there, right? Yeah. They're all I about the, stand up. They're like the Bulldogs are with their Ford collection. They're just all about the toys. They'll just yeah. buy everything. Yeah, well, it's one less Ford that, uh, you know, any yeah. other club can have, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. They're the, man, they're the man city of the NRL. Just yeah. cleaning them all up. <laughs> all right, what else you got, bud? Uh, the Dragons, you probably saw on NRL Gossip uh, in the past couple of days, we've put up um, all about the Dragons and their coaching debacles. Um, but the new one, boys, is that um, Laurie Daly is being snuffed out as a coach for next season. So, wow. Yeah. It's a strange move for them. I, I know, from memory, I think Laurie did work for the Dragons quite a few years he ago did. as an assistant. He did, yeah. yeah. In the, I think, the um, mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I might put my season in the crack. Bloody hell. Yeah, sorry, mate, keep going. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's a strange one. I mean, if I'm the Dragons, I'd, I'd rather go after someone like Neil Henry, but to go after Laurie Daly, um, well, look, I mean, he, he could make a fool of us all and win the Origin Series and, and be carried shoulder high from the building, you know, but... Uh, well, I mean, if he does, it's going to catapult his career because imagine being oh, the coach absolutely. that, uh, you know, wins the first series in nine years. He's going to be a bloody living legend for centuries. So Yeah. If he won't be short of a beer, I can tell you that much. No. He'll be like when Royce, he said, I'll have a beer every single one is. He'll never be short of a bloke buying a beer. <laughs> no, sure. I'll buy Laurie a beer. I'll buy him a slab. Give him a slab of new. <laughs> All right, boys, moving on to the next one. Um, Blake Ferguson. Now, I'm hearing some from some good sources that he's got a handshake agreement done with the Bunny. So as soon as the NRL and, and uh, Blake sort their crap out, I wouldn't be all surprised to see Ferguson in the, in the Bunny's jumper. Wow. Well, I mean, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? So we'll just say it's it was mooted, or it's been mooted probably for the last six months that that was where he was going to land, either there or the Roosters. But yeah. Uh, I couldn't have him. Well, I know he's a good player, but I, I couldn't have him. It's only a matter of time before they stuff it up again, I suppose. They've just blooded in Johnston. They've got Inglis. They've got Walker back playing well there, and they've got Orvar. Uh, do you shun one of your young blokes that potentially leaves you? And then if he messes up six months later again, then yeah. what do you got? And that's that's probably the thing I'm looking at. He's already done it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, he better not be getting much coin, and I'm hoping it's only a 12-month deal, first of all, to sort him out. Just, uh, yeah, as soon as that bloke got money under his belt, he just lost control. 100%. Yeah, for sure. All right, two players, boys, that look like they're going to go back to their former clubs. And one of them is Jonathan Wright, who we know is at the Sharks. He looks like he's going to be headed back to Belmore next year. And also uh, Thompson, um, who's at the Dragons at the moment, looks like he's going to go back to the Raiders. So I, I did hear that, yeah. I heard the one about uh, Thompson back to the Raiders. Is that a bit strange, but... I suppose he hasn't really nailed down a spot um, at the Dragons as yet. I mean, he's been pretty regular this year, but oh, he's been they sort playing. of moved him around. It's more homesick than anything. That's yeah. what I reckon. It's got nothing to do as far as uh, and the other one playing. John O'Right. Well, yeah, I couldn't. Well, I couldn't sign him. I thought Des was smart when he got rid of him. Exactly. Obviously, exactly obviously, he might have got offered you know ten dollars more by the Sharks or something. That's why he left. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I thought Des moved him out for a good reason. He's yeah. trying to bring him back. I say shut the gate. <laughs> shut the gate. <laughs> Uh, boys, still on the Raiders. Um, rookie Matt Allwood um, signed a three-year deal with the Warriors. So, Louie, do you know much about this Matt Allwood? Mate, I've uh, watched a little bit of him in the 20s, and then he played a bit of cup last year. He's been pretty solid in uh, first grade. Surprisingly, defensively, obviously, in the 20s, you just see people score a 1,000 tries. He, he was more of an attacker, but uh, he's definitely proved to be pretty solid in D. Uh, I think I heard that the Rabbitohs were inquiring, I don't know, that was probably a month ago, six weeks back. So, obviously, that hasn't come to fruition, but three years over there, Mick Fadden's obviously got some idea about him, haven't been at the club, so uh, what do you do? It's, it's probably the right place to be getting out of, to be honest. Did they uh, did they pay big coin for him? No. Okay. Well, in that case, I was going to say, I, well, I couldn't it's really... Not hard, it's not hard to get an upgrade, though, when you're on minimum wage, which he'd only be on minimum at the moment. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I just find it strange if they paid big cash for him after, you know, what's he played, a handful of first-grade games, but he, he has gone okay. Uh, but you won't sort of know until he's surrounded by a half that can give him some decent pill. Well, I was going to say, if anyone's going to highlight more the attacking side of his game, it would yeah, be the Warriors. Be yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he's, all he's done at camera is plenty of D, and I, th- I think he's done a pretty good job holding that edge together. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, uh, I'm a bit confused. New Zealand, from someone who's been playing at Canberra, it's always a bit weird when somebody, especially that early on, 
uh, probably moves over to the Warriors with uh, all the kids they've got, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there was one or two things there. It's a, it's a pretty bold move by a young guy to not only go to a different club but to another country. Yeah, and, that's um, right. First also, up. too, they, they were heavily chasing um, Steve Maddai, who's obviously a centre as well. So whether that's gone cold, I mean, they've been chasing Steve Maddai since oh, God knows when. So yeah, Every time he's come off contract, you've heard the Warriors name thrown up. Yeah, well, that's right, boys. So. All right, on, back on the Rabbitohs, um, Isaac Luke, I guess it's good news for the Rabbitohs fans. He's a favourite at Redfern. He signed on until uh, 2017. Uh, you a fan of Isaac Luke, boys? Yeah, oh, I think everyone yeah. be a fan of Isaac well, Luke. I suppose the question you pose out of this now is, is uh, top three hookers where's this lead to yeah. Apisai, Coruscant and Cameron McInnes? Because both of them, uh, well, whether they were looking to stay or not, they're, they're both up. Well, I think McInnes has gotten to next year, but there's been plenty of talk or murmurs that I've been hearing that the Raiders, the Cowboys, a couple of those teams are obviously looking for a hooker. Mm. Yeah, I, only one of them's going to be able to stay now, aren't they? So, I mean, it, it opens up the door for someone maybe like the Sharks who are missing a, a hooker to, to go and get a quality young kid. Uh, but, yeah, it, it makes sense for them to keep uh, Luke. I think the premiership window um, is firmly open for the Rabbitohs, so uh, it makes sense to keep one of your high-profile players, especially when they're in that spawn position. As you said, one of the top three hookers in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, last one for the night, boys, and, and you'll hear uh, different reports in the papers, but I can tell you that Wayne Bennett is not happy at Newcastle. Yeah. He's absolutely filthy with the current management, and when he found out that his little lover boy, Darius Boyd, also didn't get paid, shit has hit the fan, and he wants out ASAP. <laughs> I thought Kevin would have been a shoey. Uh, Kevin Walters, sorry. Kevin Walters. Oh, you said Trev. I was going to say, wow, Trevor Gilmore, that's come Trev. away from left field. Trev, he, he's, le- he's leaving Johnny. Gilmore, of course. He's leaving Johnny and the Tonka trucks and Dave and he's <laughs> heading over to the big boys. <laughs> leaving the sandpit. Uh, going to the sandpit. No, you can't do that. Not to Johnny. You need somebody. He needs the axe. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone's really surprised. I think that would uh, probably be a smart move. I suppose my only question, as I posed before, what happens to Darius? They've got Milford, they've got Boyd, I mean Barber. They've got their, their backline chockers. Where's uh, Darius Boyd fitting if he's got to tag along with Uncle Wayne? Well, yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe for the first time in his life he'll have to make a decision for himself. He might have to, mate. Yeah, well, I can't see him going back to the Dragons either, obviously. Nah, I wouldn't see them uh, being too welcoming to Darius after his nah. exit. <laughs> nah. Well, I, I, I sort of got the feeling... When there's smoke, there's fire, and there's been smoke around this for a while now that, you know, either the results were going to force him out or the fact that uh, the Tinkler situation now has probably brought it to a head. But I think if Brisbane don't make the eight, Griffin will go, and it makes sense that Bennett will go back there in some capacity. Yeah, I can't see the Knights or the Broncos finishing in that eight. No. We touched on, yeah, we touched on last week that... Knights fans were uh, getting every t- Tom, Dick and Harry to sign a petition to get Bennett out, so the fans want him out. The owners have gone belly up. It's just a, no wonder they're losing, mate. They're just, everything's turned to shit up there. Yeah. yeah. Turn dog eat dog, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully they sort out, the, the, especially the club side of things very soon, ownership and all the rest of it. That's a big issue at the moment. Yeah, especially for a 
one-team town, you know. It's, 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 it's tough for the fans. Oh, big time. And it shouldn't be a situation that occurs exactly as you're saying in a one-team town. They should be one of the, the best-run clubs or probably the most solid, but uh, they're in absolute raptures at the moment. Mm. Yeah, but they're ruining their decision to, to go with Tinkler. Yeah, and the old $1 buyback, that hasn't gone as smooth as they were hoping either. Sounds like something from Coles. Down, down. The presses are down. <laughs> Tinky boy ain't leaving. Yeah. All right. That wraps us up there. So on to the tipping. Uh, last week, as he called himself at the start, Mr. Perfect, he got eight for eight, Mr. Gossip. Uh, I got six and Brock got five. So that brings the totals now. Gossip, you're on 47. Brock's on 43. And I'm just, uh, you know, slowly catching up to him on 41. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Chomping away, just hanging in, hanging in. But we start off ANZ Stadium, uh, the Bulldogs versus the Roosters. This one for me obviously came down to the halves. I was waiting to see which pair got named, and seeing as though the Bulldogs don't have their halves, I'm going to go the Roosters. Yep, Roosters. Yeah, Roosters for me too, boys. Just the origin start and the bounce back factor as well for the Roosters. Yeah, interesting to see how they play. The BBE. Yeah. It was, it was I was watching the game with a mate and we were watching the, the warm down, a warm up, sorry, on Foxtel. They're all laughing and joking. I said to my mate, the Roosters didn't get it pumped here. They just didn't look, in their faces, just didn't look ready for the game. Yeah, yeah, they definitely weren't. They were absolutely poleaxed, but, uh, you know, you'd have to think with those two back. And now that Laurie Daly's come out and said Mitchell will only miss game one, he might get back in, that he might, uh, you Did know. Did he say that? Yeah, he literally said oh, that. That's great. great. That's <laughs> excellent for Trent Hodkinson. So Trent Hodkinson's confidence. Yeah. You can feel good knowing that uh, Laurie Daly's pretty much tipped up Mitchell Pearce, that things could go pear-shaped and he could be back in game two. Uh, wow. Yep, yeah, good to know. But we wow. move on. Seabus Stadium, Brock's Titans versus the Warriors, the very depleted Titans, uh, Caesar, Kelly, both getting injured. That's not exactly ideal. You think Kelly's back this week, is he? No idea. Because you don't read the lineups. I don't read the lineups. That's ridiculous. Because the the lineups mean nothing. It doesn't matter because they're missing Bird. They're missing Harrison. Caesar's gone for the year. There's there's a lot of players missing. Nate Miles gone to Origin. Albert Kelly ain't going to save us, my friend. Pretty straightforward. The Warriors completely untouched. They're going to pollux the Titans. Well, they should. But we also said that about uh, the Broncos. They should have absolutely poleaxed us, and we let them with 15 minutes to go. So good on them. Yeah. Gossip, who you got, buddy? Yeah, mate, I'm tipping the Warriors, so... <laughs> exactly right. Get on the Titans. Well, I tipped them last yeah, week. Yeah, well, that's just it, you know. Well, it's so, so close. There's no such thing as the Warriors should win, so they'll win all the games they should when they get thumped, so... Exactly. No, I think this will be like last year, the game and they travel. They played the Broncos the day out when yeah. they were going Barry Crocker and they put 50 on and they ran right. I'm, I'm expecting something similar. But uh, we flip over to Campbelltown Stadium. It's the Tigers versus the Broncos, who we're just speaking about. Uh, you know what? Well, I, I looked at this one and I was, I, I don't know, I'd have to flip a coin. But Brock, what do you reckon? Tigers. You've got them. Gossip. It's at Campbelltown. Yeah, it's at Campbelltown. I think the West Tigers will be too good for them. They're not travelling too bad. The Tigers, the Broncos, obviously, have had quite a few of their stars. But the yeah, Tigers, I think, should win this one pretty easy. Yeah, I got pretty annoyed looking at it, but I'm going to go to the Broncos. I'm probably going to uppercut myself, but it was more Hunt. The Broncos. Hunt and, uh, you know, Maguire's still there. Well, they've got no Culloch's still there. Glenn's still there. There's still a few things. The no back Gillette, line. no Hodges, no Parker. Yeah. I think they're their best three players. No Farrah, no Tedesco. You take Farrah back out for me, that's enough to go against them. So, yeah. And Woods as well. I don't Campbelltown know. is a prison. Campbelltown, it's like Campbelltown will be like last time. It'll have 2,000 people in the joint. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'll be cold and slippery and... Lots of funnels. Yeah, we'll see how the bunker will go. <laughs> but uh, we move on to GIO Stadium, and my God, couldn't Canberra use a loan right now from GIO? Just go back a winner because yeah. they can't win anything. Uh, the versus the Cowboys. Cowboys, I, I had a look at this before, and with uh, Tarek, Tamalolo, still a pretty decent back line, Thompson, Louis, I, I, I was going to go on, but I have to go Canberra. I'm tipping the Cowboys. Surely, with only one player missing, you can win. I'm tipping the Cowboys because Canberra stink. <laughs> and Ricky Stewart can't coach. So, simple as that. Well. <laughs> Cut through. I'm going to gather Raiders boys right how now. Can so a, how can you tip a team that doesn't, is just not winning? Because Penrith barely beat them. And the bloody Cowboys are missing half their Origin players. So, I'm just, yeah. who are the Cowboys I'm just missing? doing simple fundamentals. Who are the Cowboys missing? Thurston Cowboys and Tate. Missing. Thurston, Tate, Scott and Tamia. Yeah. Two front rowers, your halfback and angry Tate. I'm still tipping the Cowboys. Good on you. Canberra yeah. too. Yeah, well, we've both got the Raiders on that one. And uh, we wrap up the round, the shortened round at the prison, as we spoke about before. It's Cronulla versus South. And, again, I think this is pretty straightforward. I've gone South. Yeah, South will win. Is it at the prison? Yeah, I'd have said oh, that. Man. The prison, mate. I'd love to tip Shark. Who are the Sharks lost? They've lost Gallon and Luke Lewis. Lewis, Fafita, Gallon, Carney. Yeah. Who else do you want to be at? Yeah, I'll tip South. But I might have a flutter on Cronulla, just because it's at the Stop. prison. This bloke. Back on one to twelve, they'll be good, they'll be a good price. One to twelve. He enraptures it. Have a ten have a ten dollar note on him. Happy days. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one to pick, boys. Um, I'm, look, I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs only because the Sharks are yeah. not in form and this, they've lost a thousand players. This bloke is knifing me, and Gossip's almost tipped him. Knifing, mate. <laughs> they got to keep their halves. They've got a seven thousand pommies in their team. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can plug the holes. I don't think the Sharks can stop the bleeding. I think it's going to be bad, be a yeah. bad week. Probably. I can't believe they rushed Carney back. Yeah, it's right, I know. He, he, he might as well have not even played because he did nothing. Nothing yeah. positive anyway. He was just poo. They're $3.20. Yeah, I, remember the com- yeah, I remember the commentators in the game in about the 65th minute saying, well, that's Carney's first run at the line. Yeah. Well, he was about to say he hasn't ran the ball and then he said, oh, well, he's just had a carry now. And I felt like saying, well, yeah. Someone had to oh, get him a Sesame Street invitation and write it out for him to just play the game because I he was a passenger. The point of rushing him in for that game it was against the Tigers at home and what was the point? Stupid. Just stupid. This yeah, is what no, I was no, saying. No. If, if you've got a fit half there, they probably win that game. Yeah, well, that's it, man. Because they played without without half, pretty much. So I, I just don't get it. Peter Sharp, he, he, he said a few weeks ago he doesn't want to coach. Yeah, well, that's he what just I was doesn't doing. care. He's just the evidence. I tell you what, <laughs> at least he has an excuse to crash the Ferrari. Steve Price never did. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, God damn. House Douse. Peter Sharp's got the end. Like he's got the easiest job in the world. Like he doesn't have to care, but I mean, he should. Care. He should care. <laughs> I mean, you got a job with no, no one's got. There's no pressure on you. No one expects you to go any good. That's why I've had the Asada staff, you've had the Flanagan, and this is what's killing me. If he has an injury, just be happy, man. There's Valentine Holmes and a couple other kids, even Alicia's. Just That's get right. him in. Even though Alicia's leaving, just play him. But they put Alicia in bloody it's, reserve. It's, it's better than getting beaten. Surely. They're on the bottom of the friggin' table. <laughs> get him in. Get them all in. Morons, mate. And speaking of the Dragons, you see on NRA Gossip earlier in the week, I posted up a picture of a couple of fans that went to the Leagues Club after yeah. the game and. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if those two blokes are listening, get a girlfriend, guys. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the price. But the, seriously, the, the price is wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> Jesus. The price, price is wrong and oust-oust. You know, yeah, very creative. Then, yeah. 
just the effort that they go to probably took them four or five hours on hands and knees in the garage mm. paying the signs, and then to drive out to the Lisa yeah. after the game. I tell you what, I think they stopped into the Lisa and at least had a few beers. And, yeah. You know, Jesus. Give yourself a triple, boys. Give yourself a triple. <laughs> Outstanding, I say. I'm going to go pick it with him. House to house. Yeah. Price no, you need to go up to Newcastle and pick it. Now, I've said for a couple of years that Wayne was going to get the Wayne Bennett Haters Club. <laughs> Little Shepherd started. Now, now it's on. I was right. Yeah. I wasn't a conspirator. I've been proven wrong. They've got a petition going. I started it. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. Look like Zoltan. Yeah. <laughs> Zoltan. We'll get the above wrap suits ready to go. Yeah. Wayne, you're out. <laughs> Starting a revolution. Yeah. Alrighty. All right, mate. Well, uh, we'll see how things play out. There's a couple of different there for a shortened round. Uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Get the inside dirt off you. Hopefully this round doesn't stink too much and uh, hopefully New South Wales actually have a dig. And hopefully he can give you a decent intro. Yeah, That's sorry. Great. What are the giggles this morning? Mm. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Took you a minute to remember you're on the show. Have another scooter. Toddy Carney. He zoned out. He was too busy <laughs> trying to punch one of the attendants and was trying to kick him out. That's what happened. Uh, <laughs> All right, mate. All right, boys. Have a good one. See you, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> that wraps up another episode. But as always, to finish up, a big thank you to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip. And on Twitter, his handle is exactly the same, at NRL Gossip. Uh, Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com. Uh, if you know, if you ever want to have a bet, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. A big thank you to him coming on with the lines and the odds. Uh, keep your eyes posted over the weekend, obviously, for the pick-to-score competitions for your chance to win a $100 free bet. Thank you to SportingBet.com. And uh, this week... One of the charity bets that was won by Kyle Rose, he's donated to charity. So as I said to him, we give him a shout-out on the show, mate. Uh, good on you. We're narrowing down our search. We're going to make contact this week, hopefully with the Starlight Foundation, to take them on board as our charity. But we'll let you know soon. There's a few others that we're also going to get into contact with. But for now, uh, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. But for now, as always, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.